0: Think you need a? I I don't think you owe the athletes or the families any reason why you're leaving. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Marcus. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up, you tuning in to Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I got to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on, let's begin. This is episode number 142, not sure if there's going to be a 143, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today we're exploring why you as a leader at your gym need to be fostering growth within your program and why keeping your people engaged is so important for your long-term success. We're also tackling the tough subject of when to leave a program as a coach, when and how is the best. Best... Time to do it. Plus, cheer A to Z is back and we are on S for score sheets. I'll be sharing with you how I navigate the score sheet as a coach for my teams and as a director for our parents. But before we get into that, if you are new, welcome to the show where we are bringing cheer education and entertainment to both coaches and parents alike. And when we can, bridging the gap between the parents and the coaches. New episodes every Tuesday on Spotify on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts. Quick shout-out to Claire, who helps us stay on top of things on IG. Shout-out to Jenny, who edits the pod. Shout-out to my mother, Love You Mom. Shout-out to Sheila, Robin, Chanel, Tamara Pablo, representing for all the cheer dads out there. Our mate, Michelle. Shout out to Mike, the lean, mean, coaching machine. Shout out to Adam, Casey. Shout out to Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop. Be sure to check her out on IG. Shout out to Lauren Clark. Shout out to Bode. Say hi to me. It's my birthday, Beal. Shout out to Erica, Austin, and our newest supporter, world-class cheer again everything donated goes towards giving you a better listening experience so if you want to help support the show financially there is a link in the show notes but if you're looking for the best free way to support the show the best free way is to share this podcast simply share it with another person who loves cheer just as much as you do i'm the cheer director at american cheer aksc.com share with you my life running a program managing a staff coaching the athletes and working with the parents and on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all of you parent listeners out there and ask the questions that you guys have at home don't be less when you can be more be more what's good just
1: life preparing for this upcoming weekend that we have, which I'm sure this episode won't air before then, but, you know, headed to the American Grand, so trying to mentally get in the cheer realm of it, just because I'm always afraid I'm going to leave something behind, even though I have a checklist. That's my life, getting in cheer mode.
0: There we go. I need a checklist. Guys, I'm going to say this now. I wasn't going to say this, but you brought it up, so here we go. I'm going to say it, because if I say it, it means I have to do it. About a checklist. So, we on our staff have a code of points routine, like document file where we can easily track how many athletes we have in the routine. We can track how many athletes we have doing X, Y, and Z in the routine. And so it helps because, you know, back in the day you had to have a minimum number, but it was kind of it, it, those numbers are like pretty easy to reach, but you always wanted to put more than the minimum in because it would help you with scoring higher with difficulty and whatnot. So anyway, but now with code of points, you have to have that certain amount of kids in it. And if you don't have it, you're not going to get your points or whatever. So you just want to make sure you have all of your athletes in the correct sections, right? You know, it really helps out with basically the document lets you know how many athletes you have in all of your sections, who's in all the sections. So if you need to make adjustments for it. So last week with uh, Junior Blue, we have an athlete on the team named London. We weren't sure. I don't think she actually broke her toe, but she jammed it at least pretty badly. I don't think it ended up being broken, but we, you know, we weren't sure at the time, right? But either way, her toe is stubbed, jammed, broken something, you know, and she's not tumbling, right? I had to look at my list to see like, okay, okay, if London's not tumbling, you know, do we have enough athletes in the routine to tumble? Okay, if this kid isn't, t- oh, this kid's sick. All right, if we take this kid's tumbling out and this kid's tumbling out, do we have enough athletes in the routine to still get our tumbling numbers or whatever, right? And so it makes it really easy to make X, Y, and Z decisions. So other coaches out there, I'm telling you, this is a lifesaver to have. So other coaches out there, if you want this document to help you out, the way we do in our program. Go to the link. That means I have to have have it up within the next week. I got a week to put this thing together. Go to the link in the show notes and I'll show you how we put this whole thing together. You know, it'll be totally for free. Just go click on the link and and get the Google Doc. You know, hopefully I'll make a video. I'm going to say it. We're going to say it like it already happened. I've made a video for you where I walk through all the steps on how to fill it out, how to do it, and let's go because it's super easy. So anyway... But yeah, American Grand coming up this weekend. We haven't been to Grand in a minute. And I'm excited. I really am. I'm excited to go. It's our first real test of the season to see kind of where we're at at this part of the season. You know, we do those first two events. And like we've said before, they're kind of preseason events. I don't really ever expect a whole ton of competition at them. You know, they really are to get on the floor, to get feedback, you know, and just to get in the routine of going to competitions. But Grand is really our first real test to see where we are at not like as a program as a whole but just see where all the individual teams are you know let's see where junior blue is at let's see how youth black is stacking up against you know good solid competition so this is like you know the first real event on the west coast so i'm excited to go make it happen
1: i'm excited for american grand
0: too are you bringing the trailer
1: no (laughs) You know what? We have looked into bringing the trailer to Vegas and there used to be, okay, so technically you can take your trailer and park in the parking lots, but you can't tailgate. So it literally just has to be parked there. You can't have chairs outside to sit down. You have to literally just sleep Hmm. in your trailer. And for us, I want to sit outside and relax. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it's fine to sit in the trailer, but people that have trailers don't want to sit in their trailer. I don't know anyone that Mm -hmm. does. And also kind of thinking about it, it's like a four to five hour drive in a car. So imagine pulling a, I have a 36 foot mm-hmm. fifth wheel. That's like six to seven hours. Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. And don't let there be traffic on Monday coming home.
1: Well, and I'm coming home on Sunday. So that um, makes you. it even
0: worse. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm not even sure if it's worse.
1: But no, super excited for American Grand. I've talked about this competition and the way they run their pit section for this is going on two years now. And I will say they have the best pit section so they better not let me down. I hope it is exactly the way it was when we went there in 21. Yeah. And great venue. And I'm not excited because it's Vegas because to be honest with you like i'm not like a crazy vegas person mm-hmm. i think cuz we go so much for cheer that i'm like ugh vegas really yeah so but just the competition itself let's go we're about to make it happen
0: um we did not talk about this last week and i wanted to so let's talk about it real quick now <laughs> <laughs> oh great so last week we go to wcc Mm world-class cheer and they're offering summit bids right they're offering the wild card bids and we're like awesome independent event producers can now offer summit bids we're gonna go and we we've decided to experiment a little bit this year and experiment with wild card bids right and we're like all right well let's see Let's see how these wildcard bids work out for us. So we go and we had put ourselves in position, at least I felt we had put ourselves in position to win some wildcard bids. So as we've done, as is tradition at American, we call everyone in and say, hey, guys, at 530, we're going to do the bid reveal. Come to the gym. We're going to watch it on Varsity TV. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we're
1: oh my gosh. Going, and
0: we were going, I was like, hey guys, you want me to skip straight to the event? You're like, yeah, skip all these other ones. Let's go straight to the event. So we go and I'm fast forwarding through and we get to, you know, it's in alphabetical order. In case you've never seen the, the bid reveal before, they do them in alphabetical order based on the event, you know, of all the events that happen in the country, that are giving out bids. So, you know, we're going past American championships and past, I don't know, America's best and I don't know, all the other events are happening, ATC, and so we're going. And we get it gets to UCA and UCA had quite a few events. I go, okay, UCA. that's you know, it's pretty close to to WCC. So I stop at the UCA events and it's going through and it goes from UCA to what it go to World. It went to World something. I can't remember. Oh, WSF World Spirit Federation. It goes from UCA to WSF. I go, oh, WCC should have been in there. I was like, that's kind of weird. And then I'm like, Ash is kind of looking at me like, where's it at? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And so I'm like, maybe they put all the independence at the end of the video and so i kind of skip to or at the end of like the division one you know the d1 or the summit bid recipients so i kind of skip to the end of that segment and then it gets into youth summit and i'm like okay well wasn't there maybe it's at the very end of the video so i go and i skip fast forward to all that and it's not there and i'm like all right well it's not there and then i come out and you're there and all the parents are like staring at me like yo what's going on jay <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, guys, I don't know. And the kids, I'm kind of laughing the way I am now. But the kids are like, I think he knows something. And I'm like, guys, I don't know anything. I'm not sure why it's not here. But I'm just low-key embarrassed that we're all here that's not showing up. So anyway, that happened. I re- and one of the kids like, I think you missed it. And I'm thinking, I know I didn't miss it. So I'm going to go back and just try to appease everyone. So I went back to the, the use again and let it play. Meanwhile, I'm like, Ash, I don't, I don't know where it is. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not like we just didn't get the bids. Like, they just didn't show the whole event. So, call several people at WCC. Of course, I'm getting voicemail. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? And they eventually text someone. And they were texting back. And then they stopped texting back. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So, then I... Put two other people in the group chat. It was like, hey, uh, we're here for the bid reveal, and I'm not sure. I don't see WCC is just something I'm missing, and so they pretty much called me immediately. It was like, no, we sent it in the varsity. Not sure what happened, but we we got confirmation in the varsity. That, you know, something should be should be up there. And by that time, I would already said, hey families, it's it's not up here. I'm not sure where it is, but you know, we'll give you guys more information. You guys can go home. You don't need to sit around here anymore. So he sent everyone home, and he eventually like texted me back and said, okay. Well, a couple things. You guys got the bids. Uh, second, Varsity doesn't announce independent event producers on their Varsity TV show. Mm. They just got in. Where I guess they called Varsity, and Varsity's like, yeah, fam, we ain't announcing it on our bid reveal. So, <laughs> so WCC was very gracious in creating some graphics for us, and they posted it. I don't know, like eight PM that night, uh, Pacific Standard Time. So. That was really cool, but it was I mean, I'm not gonna I was a little embarrassed. I was like, dude, where <laughs> where are these bids at? So y'all just stared at me and I'm like, guys, I don't have the answers for you. So I'm not sure what you want me to do, but y'all can you can leave. So as a parent, B, how how did you feel?
1: <laughs> I didn't even want to go anyways. <laughs> That sounds terrible, but like we had a long, that was Monday and we were just, we were coming, we got home at nine o'clock at night, pulling the trailer. Like there's a whole, if you have a trailer, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not as like, Oh, just hook up and go. No, it's not like that. So, and then, you know, driving the length that we went, drove with the trailer in like L.A. area-ish traffic and if you've ever you know been in L.A. traffic you know that it's not the best. So I was kind of like tired like hello cheer hangover I wanted to like reset. I'm like we can watch it on Varsity TV we have Varsity TV and the girls Rylan was okay with it but Kinsley's like I want to watch it with my mm-hmm. team and blah blah blah. Well then when we get there I'm like there's 22 kids on your team and there's like six mm-hmm. junior blue kids. Yeah. Like your whole team ain't here. Yeah. <laughs> so once I saw it you know I honestly I didn't really care that you know you you didn't know that it wasn't portrayed on Varsity TV I I it wasn't a big deal to me and when I saw it I was sitting at home and I saw it on WCC's Instagram and I showed Ryan and he's like are you going to tell the girls I'm like well oh, yeah <laughs> so they were excited I mean I was I was definitely excited because I have never been to the summit my kids have never been to the summit I have tried to be very adamant about. When people talk, you know, in the gym, parents and stuff, and they say like, well, when we go to Summit... I've tried Mm -hmm. to say, no, like flat out say, we don't have a bid yet. Like don't jinx us. Like if we get to go to the summit, like different ways to, instead of when we go to summit. So now I can actually say when we go to summit and not if we go to summit. So it was pretty cool. I don't get, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, I'm excited for my kids because they have wanted this for a while. They were supposed to go in 2020 when COVID happened and they canceled it and all that stuff. Um, So they haven't, they haven't been on a team at our gym that's gotta go since then and now they are so I'm happy for them. I know there's a lot goes into it. So I really try not to think about it because I just am gonna wait for the information when you guys mm-hmm. send it out. Cause if I think about it too much, I will get like anxious and I don't want to get anxious. So excited to go. They put in hard work and that's kind of it for me. I mean if we can upgrade to a paid bid then that would be great. But if we can't then we'll see you at Summit.
0: There you go. Let's make it happen. All right tell the kids when we're working. This is real money, guys. Real money. Yeah. You know, real points equals real money. So there you go. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do this. Let's get to a break. And then when we come back, we'll, I don't know, question of the week or something like that, right? Sound good? Yep. Boom. Let's do it. Attention, cheer parents. I always say this. If your athlete is going to maximize their potential, it takes more than just two days a week at their cheer practices. So getting extra reps in at home is a great option. At TumbleTrack, the ultimate destination for top quality cheerleading equipment, they understand the importance of safety and skill development. Their wide range of at-home products are designed to help your young athlete Perfect their skills and build their confidence. Give your child the gift of practice, progress, and passion with Tumble Track. Visit their website at tumbletrack.com and explore their fantastic range of products and make your cheerleader's dreams soar. Link in the show notes. And we are back now. The homie Callie Ray Seitzer gave your boy a shout out on asga so i gotta read this out loud because it, it touched my heart so here we go just wanted to give a shout out to my friend jason c dot larkins he led an extremely informative class on cleaning your routine with our staff that was absolutely amazing we are still talking about it a month later y'all i did i went to uh, I did a virtual coaches training with Top Gun. Yeah, like Top Gun, Top Gun. And it was awesome. We had a blast. So uh, if you want to get down with a, a virtual training or the online digital course, you can do so. You can get the digital course link in the show notes and uh you can be just as good as Top Gun. So anyway, moving right along, we've got our, what is this, the question of the week? that sounds like that question of the week. Yeah. If you want fire music, go to soundslikethat.com for the hot fire. Guys, if you don't have music by now, I'm not sure what you're doing with your life. If you if you don't have music by now, I'm not sure. Or like, not necessarily music, but if you don't have like music booked by now, or if it's supposed to already came in, you know, it's supposed to come in a month ago, you're messing up. So go to soundslikethat.com. Let them hook you up with that hot fire music. Let them know the sound sounds like that. Let them know that the Let's Talk to Your Podcast sent you. And um, yeah, so B, what do we got going for the question The sounds like that question of the week.
1: All right. So this person asks, when is it appropriate to let athletes know you're leaving the program? And how do you even begin to tell them the reasons why, but not discourage them from continuing in the program? It's truly not them. It's not me. It's just not a place that promotes growth within the coaches that has remained stagnant for years and has become irrelevant in our area.
0: There we go. I think the most important part is to make sure you tell the owners with enough time for them to make whatever adjustments. I've said that previously in past episodes about just giving the owners and the program plenty of time. I think after you and the owners or the director have talked about the circumstance, then you two together decide when it's appropriate to tell the athletes and the families that you'll be moving on. As far as telling them the reasons why you're leaving, I I don't think you owe the athletes or the families any reason why you're leaving besides it's what I feel is best for our family or what I feel it's best for our next step or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I don't think you need to get into any details as far as, yeah, this program just doesn't promote growth for the coaches, right? I don't think it's appropriate really to tell the athletes that, especially if your goal is to not, you know, discourage the athletes in the program to continue with the program. If you, you know, really want the athletes to continue with said program and you're not trying to discourage them, then I think then you just leave it that, you know, we just feel... I always say we because you know when Ashley and I left it was like a family decision so I'll just kind of keep it in that context but we just feel it's the best decision for our family to, to move on to whatever but I don't think you need to be airing out any dirty laundry of whatever Now that's just my opinion that's how I've you know tried to approach it and that's how I'd want things to be approached in the future but that's just my general um, thoughts on the situation B, what you got for us
1: I don't think I really have anything to say on it just because I think it was, you know, more from a coach's perspective. As a parent, I think it would probably be best if the coaches displayed it as like this is our personal choice. It's nothing against you athletes. It's nothing against the gym. It's just something we have decided, you know, if you're a, if you're like two, like you and Ashley, you know, if it's you two coaches, like, hey, you know, for our family, we think it's just best to move on, that type of thing. And then I definitely, for me, my girls and their, you know, they are 13. So I think it's easier for them to hear things like directly from their coaches uh, rather than me telling them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because that's more so something I'm trying to like teach them is like you need to go to that person, or if you don't hear something from that person, you know, don't believe it till you hear it type thing. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: No, yeah, for sure. So I'm shaking my head because I thought you're gonna keep talking, but they can't. The people at home can't see me shaking my head. And one thing I will say about this is, let this be a warning to all. You know, directors, managers, owners of gyms. This coach specifically said, it's just not a place that promotes growth within the coaches that has remained stagnant for years and has has become irrelevant in our area. So one thing to keep in mind is that you have to keep your coaches challenged, right? You have to give them, they have to have new challenges. They have to feel like they are growing the same way that parents and athletes feel like I've been on the same level forever. And I don't feel like, like I'm I'm going anywhere, right? That doesn't necessarily mean that a coach needs to go from coaching a level one to a level two to a level three. I think that coaches can have more challenges than just like the levels that they coach, but we all want to have growth in our position, right? And again, it's not even necessarily like a promotion, but we want to feel like we are we are growing in our position or that we're contributing more or that we are an important part of, of whatever is going on within the program, you know? And so I just Challenge all, you know, again, all managers to make sure that you are challenging your coaches to become the best versions of themselves. Even if that means they are coaching the same level again, right? Hey, I'm coaching, I'm coaching the youth level one prep team for the fifth year in a row. And I get it. It's youth level one, it's prep. You know, you're like, man, there's more challenging things out there. But are you investing in them as a coach? Are they a better youth level one coach this year than they were last year because of the things you have set up in your program, right? Or are they just kind of the same coach they were last year? Because if we have, I'll say this great quote, quote of the week, traction equals satisfaction. Traction equals satisfaction. Meaning, if the people feel like they're moving forward, then then they'll be happy, right? And so, but people feel like they're stuck and like uh, this coach said, stagnant, then they are going to stay there. So, you know, managers find ways to challenge your staff so that they feel like they are growing within your person or within your program, and that they are a better coach today than they were, you know, the day before, right? So, there you go. And that's that great question of the week. Dude, let's, let's, Let's keep going let, you want, Should we go to the coach's comment Or what we have Popping with the parents
1: Yeah So Let's
0: do it Let's uh, let pop in with the parents B
1: Alright so this person says Curious question Okay Somewhat new to cheer Three years But she just turned nine So she's just getting into Tumbling privates She's been with the same coach For a year now And he's about to move away So we are looking for Other private coaches In our area Which are slim to none Who aren't high schoolers So she started going To another coach He says that her original Coach is teaching her a round-off back tuck, and that's a huge no-no. Why? What does that mean?
0: Coaches, if we're coaching all year long, shouldn't we be learning all year long as well? Training shouldn't just happen in the summer. Coming up January 5th through the 7th of 2024, NextGen is hosting a two-day skills, business, and leadership conference in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California, California. Featuring keynote speaker Jeff Benson, friend of the show, Callie Ray Seitzer, my old teammate, and Sean Guzman, another friend of the show, and get that mid-year tune-up we all need to finish the season strong. Learn more and get registered at ngconferences.com. Link in the show notes. All right, so it sounds like this parent has their kid, they've been in cheer for three for three years. Their coach that they their current coach is moving, leaving the gym. Maybe it's the same coach <laughs> from the other question. True. <laughs> Very doubtful, but you know. But their coach is leaving because they feel stagnant in their position. And so this parent's like, hey, we gotta find some tumbling coaches, and we just have a bunch of high school kids out here. I me a real tumbling coach. Now I found a new tumbling coach and this new tumbling coach said, yeah, you shouldn't be learning a round off tuck. And she's like, I shouldn't be learning a round off tuck. Why Why shouldn't I learn a round off tuck? And so she's perplexed. I'm assuming it's a mom. This parent is perplexed on why not learn a round off tuck. So that's actually a good question. B, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you know why not to learn a round off tuck?
1: No, I don't. But I remember posting a video one time and Kinsley was doing a round off tuck and you had told me that's a no-no. So- it kind of brought me back to that.
0: No explanation. Just it brought don't me do back it. to it. I think you did tell me an
1: explanation, but I that was like two years ago or something. I mean, I still have the video, but I, I don't know the like reason reason, but I know my kid did it and you told me the same thing.
0: So there you go. That's pretty funny. <laughs> it's probably you. You're the one. Yeah. You're like, I need to get my answer. My question answered. <laughs> Let me send it in. Mercedes just left <laughs> we need a new tumbling coach let me send the question in okay here we go so uh round off t- and i'm I, I really like this question because i assume lots of parents would be would wonder why do i not learn a round off tuck like i doesn't make that doesn't make any sense to me like why i wouldn't learn a round off tuck so the real big reason it, it, you know a couple things i guess i could go off on this for a little bit but it is a uh, people are trying to cheat it's a shortcut right so I, oh here's the biggest reason it's because of the angles of of tumbling right so when you do a round off back handspring, right? You're level 2 athlete and you're learning a round off back handspring. The angle which your feet hit when you come out of the round off, your toes need to be in front of your body to generate backwards momentum to go into the back handspring. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay, so your toes need to be in front of you so you can generate backwards momentum to go into the back handspring. Now, when you do a tuck, the angle is different. You know, some people, lots of lots of coaches will say that your feet need to be in a in a tuck Directly underneath of you for a tuck. Some might say slightly behind. Some might even say slightly in front, right? But it's like, you know, it's pretty much six o'clock that your toes hit when you do a round off or like a, when you do a tuck, right? And so when you are introducing a round off tuck, level three is a hard level is because it's the first time that the athletes have to change angles in the same tumbling pass, right? It's the first time the athletes have to go round off, toes in front, and then back handspring, land with their toes either directly in front of, or sorry, directly underneath of them or a little bit behind them. So the kids have to make sure they're learning their angles and you don't want kids confusing those angles right there. Also, if you're learning a round off tuck, it's usually because you don't have a good handspring and you're trying to shortcut it. Like, oh, my handspring's not good, but I, you know, I feel like I have this power and I want to go because the handspring is for sure the way more technical skill than the back tuck. The tuck is a lot easier than the handspring. The tuck, you just go up and then you tuck, right? You go up, you flip, and you lay on your feet. The handspring is a lot more technical than the tuck is, right? And so, kids get anxious and they skip the progression of doing a proper handspring and they skip straight to the tuck. But if you just learn round off tuck, round off layout, round off full, right? You're gonna be very limited in the skills that you can actually, you know, compete as far as a team is concerned, right? And you don't you don't get nearly as much power from just a round off skill. Like all the power comes from the handspring, like doing a round off back handspring. That's where all the power comes from. So you're just skipping a whole bunch of steps, the angles. And if we want to get if we want to get even further, into it this is more of like a a very cheer specific reason like like the real reasons why you don't do it but the other cheer specific reason is it's not worth anything on the score sheet right like you would have a tuck having a round off tuck I mean I guess I would go oh she has a round off tuck I guess I mean she has potential to have a round off back handspring tuck like she understands like how to flip but essentially having a round off tuck is the same thing as not having a tuck at all because you can't compete it like it's worth zero points on the score sheet oh you know what well well it's worth zero elite points it's worth zero advance points on the score sheet. So it's not really even worth it to to do it. So most coaches don't recommend learning a round off tuck until after they've already like mastered a round off back handspring tuck, right? And some might not even, and some might wait even further, you know, wait until they have layouts to um, to teach a roundoff tuck. But you don't want to confuse the angles. You don't want to shortcut it because you have a, you know, a bad back handspring. You're just trying to find a workaround to get into your, to get to flipping. Yeah, so all the parents out there, don't allow your kids to do roundoff off. Tucks. Not if they've not if, especially if they don't already have a round off back handspring tuck. They already have a round back handspring tuck. The, I still kind of cringe when the kids do it, but I'm okay with it, right? But yeah, it's really because of the the striking angles of the round off and the handspring. So if I say anything wrong, I'm sure Shay Crawford will let me know and be like, that was Totally wrong, Jason. <laughs> what are you talking about? So, anyway, um, that's that. So, so B, do you feel enlightened? Do you feel like you know more now?
1: Yes, I do.
0: There you go. Are you going <laughs> to let your kids do roundoff tucks?
1: They haven't done them since, you know, a year. <laughs> I mean, that I know of, that I've seen. I remember specifically telling her, Coach Jason said that that's a no-no, you shouldn't do that. And she's like, why? And then I have never seen her do it again. So
0: so there you go. All right, let's get to a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about something. So here we go. Gym owners, do you find yourself working 100 hour weeks? And then did you know that being underpaid and undervalued is the number one cause for owner burnout? The business coaches at NextGen of my good friends can help you get out of that rut they in fact are gym owners themselves so they've been in your shoes the next gen coaches work alongside gym owners to help them grow their programs and build their profits so if you want to learn more about how next gen can help you book a call at nextgenowners.com And we are back, guys. A popular segment we have not done in a while, but Cheer A to Z is Back Party People. And actually, if you want the full Cheer A to Z, that's actually a digital course too. And so I kind of skip around Cheer A to Z and go, okay, we're going to do this one, we're going to do this one. I don't really feel like talking about this one on the podcast. And there's so few and far, not few and far between, but we do them so sporadically, you can't get all of them all at the same time. So if you want all of the Cheer A to Z all at one time, it is a digital course link in the show notes and you can go and buy the whole, you can buy the whole thing. So get cheery to Z. But today we are on S. But before we get to that, I want to say this before I forget. We have a new segment that I'm super excited for. I'm super excited for it. I'm not even sure what we're going to call it, but we don't spend much time actually talking about cheerleading. Like, the kids on the actual floor like the all-star cheerleading like who the best teams are in the country we rarely 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 i only really remember talking about it one time i gave a shout out to a max small co-ed once upon a time but we have a new segment coming up this month where we're actually going to discuss the best team's in cheerleading. So I'm super excited about that. Let me look at the date right now. Let me see when this episode is coming out. So this episode will come out on the 19th. So the next so next episode. So quite literally, the next episode you hear is going to be, you know, wherever we're gonna call it, the Let's Talk Cheer Liberties. I don't know what we're gonna call it, but it'll be called something. So <laughs> be on the lookout next episode. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. So all right, here we go. S S is for score sheets, guys. Score sheets. Where do I really want to go with this? There's two couple of things I talk about. I'm not even sure which one I talk about in the digital course, but where do I want to go with score sheets? It's first, don't live and die by the comments on the score sheets. You know, and I've said this before in the pod, but I think we need to treat score sheets. I think we need to take the comments with a grain of salt. You know, I, I like to look at the score sheets. I like to have an understanding of what they want, what they're looking for, but especially the weekend of an event. I'm not reading every single comment to the athletes. And you guys have definitely heard me say this before. I'm not reading every single comment to the athletes. I'm especially not reading all the negative comments to the athletes. You know, if it's something we have talked about before at practice, then I will go ahead and address it and address it in a way that where I didn't say this is coming directly from a judge. I'll address it in a way very similar to the way we've talked about it at practice. You know, if I get a comment that says, Hey, your formations are off in the stunts, and we actually went over formations of our stunts at practice, then I will say, Hey, guys, I noticed yesterday that the formation was a little bit off. We talked about this, you know, on Thursday's practice. So just make sure that you guys scoot over, make sure the guys are on the line, make sure you guys are there by one, right? Like I don't read, Hey, guys, listen up, this came from a judge because I think it throws off the focus of the athletes. The athletes get hyper focused on that particular comment and lock in. And then they are using too much of their conscious brain to run the routine. And you really don't want your athletes using their conscious brain running the routine. You want them to be doing the routine subconsciously. So, you know, don't live and die. Well, first don't read negative comments to your athletes. The other thing is that you cannot outperform your self-image. So your self-image is the way that you see your When you look in the mirror, it's the person that you see, right? And you can't outperform your self-image. So reading negative comments, especially on a comp weekend, you're only tearing down their self-image and they don't see themselves the way that that they want to see themselves, right? So you want to pump those kids up and let them know that they are the greatest thing in cheerleading since the pom-pom, right? And so pump them up so they can go out there and perform at their best. The next part of it is just like judges, if you The same judges every single weekend. Oh, that's something else I want to address. If you had the same judges, quite literally the same judges every single weekend, like every single weekend, these three judges were, are going to judge Junior Blue, then yeah, then you take what they say to heart because you're going to have those same judges next week and then you go and you can make adjustments based on it. But since you have different judges every weekend, then you kind of, you got to take what they're saying and be like, okay, I understand what you mean, but you kind of got to use your own judgment as far as what I'm going to change in the routine. Not necessarily on the technique side, but really when it comes to like the subjective parts of the sport, dance or performance or whatever the, you know, pyramid difficulty, like those things, you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt and go like, okay, until you've gotten more, unless you agree with it, unless you're already like I was already on the fence about that this just gave me confirmation but if you like something particularly and you you know and you're objectively thinking some coaches don't have a clear head so they can't you know, see past the trees through the forest, see the trees through the forest. I'm not sure if that that's how the saying goes, but either way, if, if you're objective and you don't necessarily agree, that would wait to get more feedback from more judges before you go changing your routine. Because if you change your routine, if you live and die by the comments on the score sheet, you're going to be changing your routine on a weekly basis. Faux show. Sure. So there you go. Hey, B, we got our um a score sheet live. That's today. I just remember we got score sheet live today. I not to go over scores with all the parents today. <laughs> (laughs) Someone asked on one of the coaches pages if we do that, like not if we like specifically like, hey, do you guys share your scores with your parents? And yeah, we share our scores with our parents. I've talked about this on a recent podcast. I remember talking about it. But yeah, we try to share the scores with the parents so they have an understanding of what they're looking at and so they have an understanding of what they're looking at. And so they're on the same page as much as they can be with us as coaches, right? Because it brings up a lot of questions. Parents go, well, hey, why did we score this on this? And I'm able to give an honest answer on why I feel we scored, you know, X, Y, or Z on this. Or again, a lot of teams, the way the score sheet is designed, it's not really designed to have like these really the score sheet rarely truly reflects how much better another team is even if a team is out of another team's league the score sheets don't necessarily reflect that as much as it should now sometimes they really do and you know one team scoring 99 another team scoring 95 and those teams just aren't in the same league but a lot of times because of the way it's designed like the, the the scores are are closer than maybe the talent level of the team's So I think by sharing the scores, parents, if parents didn't hear the scores or go through the score sheets, they would assume, oh, this team must be like absolutely killing us. But when they see it on the score sheet, they realize, oh, this is actually a lot closer than I thought. It doesn't really really—we're we are actually competing with them, even if it doesn't like look like you're actually competing with them. You know, and I, I think sunshine is the best disinfectant or sunlight is the best disinfectant, meaning be transparent. Yeah. Yeah, B, I rambled for a while. You got anything?
1: No, I don't have anything.
0: There you go. B, you're the best. There's a movie like that. Like, you got anything? Awesome. Let's move on right along. (laughs) I can't remember what movie it was. But yeah, so I guess that's about it for today. A new segment coming up. I'm excited. Tune in next week. Get some digital courses. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. You guys are the best. Until then, five, six, seven, eight. We're out. What up, party people? This is Jason Larkins, host of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I've teamed up with Kristen Wheeler of the Cheer Mom podcast and Dan Cotton of the Cheer Biz podcast.
1: That's right. Hey, everybody. Kristen here. We know that you love cheer, so why not dive into more perspectives? Tune into my podcast, the Cheer Mom podcast, for cheer issues spoken from the parent's perspective. Then head over to Dan's podcast, the Cheer Biz podcast, to learn from a gym owner, on how to run a successful cheer business. And of course, don't miss the Let's Talk Cheer podcast featuring Jason Larkins, the one that we all know and love, where they talk about cheer from a coach's perspective.
0: Which means whether you're a coach, a cheer parent, or a gym owner, we've got you covered. Find all three podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and stay tuned for new episodes each week. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk to Your Podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.